Hey friends, you're listening to the First Bites Baby Led Weaning and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Hillary McMahon, an early childhood registered dietitian, mom, and your biggest cheerleader when it comes to gaining confidence around serving foods to your little one. If you're hoping to master baby led weaning and help your little one learn to eat successfully, then you're in the right place. I believe that every child may respond differently to food, but that all children have the ability to have a positive relationship with food when given the opportunity. Every week we'll explore practical tips to simplify the baby led weaning process, chat about how to navigate all your baby and toddler mealtime challenges, and help you find the right mindset and approach for your family so you can focus on actually enjoying the process and having fun with this. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to First Bites, Baby Light Waning and Beyond. Okay, so the title of this episode is Sickness and Mealtimes, How Do We Make Sure We Keep Our Little Ones Nourished? And if you can't tell by my voice, I am sick again. So I feel like the past, like, I don't know, four or five episodes I have recorded sick um, and I'm just embracing it. So I was like, you know what? I had a different topic planned for today and I totally changed it because I think, you know, I know I'm not the only one going through this right now with dealing with a lot of sickness and everything. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to record an episode about handling sickness. Now, I know that when you have a sick little one, the last thing you need to do is listen to a lengthy podcast. So rather than diving deep, I'm going to give you little nuggets that you can use as takeaways to help your baby or toddler through their sickness. The first time a baby is sick when eating solids, I almost always hear from a mom in my program if she's, you know, working through First Foods Academy because we have these general feelings of concern. Even Toddler Foods Academy moms whose little one has likely been sick before often come to me when, you know, when your child is sick, we just, we want to do everything in our power to help. And I see that a lot because I am one more expert in their corner. So how can we nourish through food? How can we take care of our little ones and get food into their bodies when they sometimes just don't want to eat, right? So because I hear this all the time and because it's sick season, I pulled my toddler module on this topic today and added a bunch of additional nuggets for babies as well. So you can really get a good picture of this knowledge for infants and for toddlers. I also want to preface this by saying that when I'm offering these recommendations, these are for acute or short-term illnesses. If your child is experiencing a long-term illness, some of these things might help or be applicable, but I highly recommend you talking about nutrition with your child's care team as things may be more individualized. So some of these things or all of them, right, may be obvious to you, but here are some general behaviors that happen with sick little ones. We see low energy levels, just like in adults, they're not feeling well, just overall feeling yucky. Decreased appetite, that's kind of where we'll lean into later in the episode, but we see that a lot. Increased need for sleep, general malaise, we're just feeling achy, gross, yucky, being extra cuddly, just because they need those extra snuggles when they're not feeling well. And also being fussy or cranky. I see a lot of little ones who are also like angry and there's more throwing or tantrums when they're not feeling well because they're just frustrated and confused. Let's be honest, adults do this too, right? Um, And for a young child that can't communicate yet, it can be really scary for them to not understand that like this sickness isn't forever, right? They're feeling this way. Their body feels yucky. 
they don't know that this isn't a new normal, right? They don't know that this isn't forever. So understandably so that they're fussy, cranky, angry, just scared. So those are some of the things that you might see. Now, since we're talking about feeding in the show, here are some of the main mealtime behaviors you may see as a result of sickness. Your child may not like their normal favorites. They might not taste good. They might not feel good in their mouth. They just might not like them right now. Some foods taste funny or yucky. I know when my daughter started talking, I knew that she was getting sick if she told me something tasted yucky because that's not verbiage we use in our home. So if she said something didn't taste good, I was like, oh no, her taste is off. She's probably getting sick. Um, Abnormal mealtime behavior is another one that we see. So just acting different at the table, maybe being fussier or cranky or throwing food more than normal, those types of behaviors. Declining beverages, that's a little bit of a concerning one for sure. But if they're not wanting their milk or not wanting sips of water, that can be a sign that they're just not feeling well. Swallowing feels funny, that kind of thing. Crying, wanting to get out of their high chair or out of their seat, just really not enjoying the meal. Preferring a lot of fruits is something I see too. Just, you know, as we know, our baby's bodies and our toddler's bodies have that intuitive eating pattern still set in from birth. And we tend to know when our bodies need certain nutrients, right? They, our bodies just know they need more hydration. They need more vitamins. So a lot of times they just start to eat a lot of fruit. I've seen that a lot. Wanting to nurse more or drink more bottles or maybe not taking a bottle, nursing or drinking fluids at all. Could be either, either direction. So refusing bottles and nursing and drinks as well as refusing food. Very common. And also throwing food. I think that comes a lot from the frustration, but definitely a behavior that we see when babies are sick and kids are sick. One important question I want you to ask yourself is this. What do I still have control over in this situation? You can't control how your child is feeling. And while you can provide comfort, snuggles, and care, you can't fix it. When it comes to meals, our child may be cranky and refusing and all the things, but what do we have in our control? We can still try. So here are some tips for how you can still try with meals and feedings when your baby or toddler is sick. The first one is maintain your routine and structure with mealtime, but be flexible. So still offer those meals and snacks when you typically would offer them, but give them wiggle room on, if they're not ready yet, try in a couple minutes. And if they're just not having the meal, we get down, right? We don't have to set a certain amount of time that they have to try to stay at the table if they're not feeling it. Second tip, provide gentle reminders to drink fluids. Even if they don't want their normal quantities, this is the time to offer to nurse more, offer sips from their bottle more or their cup more. Breast milk, formula, and water offer all those liquids. If your baby is under six months and you're listening to this, do not offer the sips of water until they're over six months, unless told differently by your child's healthcare provider for some reason. Stick with just the sips of breast milk or formula at that age, but children older than six months, you can offer breast milk, formula, tiny sips of water just to help keep them hydrated. Pack in the hydrating foods too. So this is tip number three. Serve things like fruits, broth in a like an open cup, veggies, homemade popsicles, applesauce, smoothies, the hydrating types of foods. For young babies, my favorite feeding brand, Easy Peasy, has these things called tiny pops. 
And these are small little half ounce pops that you can fill with any liquid or puree, including breast milk or like I said, different purees too, which can be hydrating. So these could be great for babies who are eating solids, but shouldn't yet have like bigger kid popsicles, if you know what I'm saying. I'll link these in the show notes. I have an affiliate code for Easy Peasy. So love, love, love their stuff. If you've been on my Instagram, you probably know I love Easy Peasy. But I have this affiliate code for them that is reusable. You can use every time you shop their website. Code NUTRITIONMAMA, all caps, with two, MAMA with two M's. Nutrition Mama will get you 10% off every order from their website. So that can be something great for them to chew on or suck on if they're having a sore throat. But they're too little for bigger pops. And again, I have that code in the show notes as well as the link to the tiny pops. So if you want them, check it out there. Tip number four is stick to familiar foods. There's enough happening with their body right now. We don't need to throw in other new foods in the mix and make them even more frustrated or confused or just like throwing off mealtime. So stick to things you know that they'll like. But remember from earlier that if they don't like their normal foods, that's also okay. Tip number five, continue to serve a balanced plate, but stick to super small portions. So, I mean, when I say super small, That might be like one green bean or one piece of chicken. No need to go overboard because you can always put more on the plate. But when they're not feeling well, the sense of overwhelm from too much food can also be even more heightened. So chances are their appetite won't be as good as normal, like I said, but we still want to offer some sort of balance. If they single one food out, that's fine. Serve more of it when the portion is gone. Serve more of what they're willing to eat so that if they are eating, we can get them to be comfortable with the food that's in front of them. Tip number six, be firm with behavior, but give your child grace here too. If your child is throwing food, offer the same sort of dialogue of, nope, no more strawberries, they're on the floor now, type of comments that you would if they weren't sick. But if this or any other unwanted behavior is a trigger for you, try your hardest to be a little bit more patient and remember that this may be their way of expressing their crankiness for being sick. Because like I said before, we all have a little bit of anger and frustration that comes out when we're sick. I can speak from experience being sick so many times this winter. This is tip number seven. Make sure meals and snacks are eaten in a safe space. So sometimes we want to like snuggle with our little ones and sit on the couch and things of that nature. But especially, especially for your infants, Make sure they're sitting in their high chair. And if they don't want to sit in their high chair, I am okay with you sitting them on your lap during the time that they're sick, as as long as someone can see them from the front to make sure that they're not choking. However, just remember you may have to break that habit then. So sometimes it happens naturally that you can kind of break that, but sometimes it's harder. But for older children too, make sure that they're seated in like a safe position for eating. So a booster seat on a chair somewhere where they can sit properly and not be lounging while they're trying to eat. Okay, so these are great tips, but what about a stomach virus? So I want to run through a couple tips with that because that looks a little bit different in how we'd approach it. So during vomiting and or diarrhea, the number one thing is we want to keep our child hydrated as best as possible. So we're going to go back to that offering small sips of water or an electrolyte drink if appropriate for children, if you're comfortable. So that could be something like Pedialyte. Liquid IV now also offers an option for kids that they say it is designed for children over the age of one. 
I have not personally used it, but I know individuals who have. Coconut water is another option. You could offer small sips of that to a toddler, but I don't recommend these things for infants unless you're told differently, again, by your pediatrician. For your infants, I usually recommend the breast milk formula and water. Another thing we can do is offer sips of milk as long as they're keeping it down or tolerating it. They may not also want it, right? It can be really hard to convince little ones to drink water and fluids when they're throwing up, just as it is with adults. It makes sense. Their bodies aren't anatomically the same as ours, so it makes sense why sometimes these things don't happen. When you're working with a baby, if you want to continue your nursing and bottle routine schedule, just maybe a little bit less volume with the bottles, you can do that as long as they're keeping it down. Still offer if you can, if they're not projectile vomiting it right back up. And if a toddler's still breastfeeding, the same applies. Still continue to offer. One thing you want to do with vomiting and diarrhea is avoid sports drinks, sodas, full-strength juice, as these things can only make it worse. These are not going to help because they're highly concentrated with sugar or just concentrated in general, and so they tend to create more upset in the digestive tract. When your child starts to show signs that he or she is hungry, offer bland foods like toast, crackers, rice, basic things like that first to kind of put something in their stomach to absorb all the acids and things that are going on in there. And after the vomiting subsides and your child can keep down those things like toast, crackers, and rice, you can start to continue to offer liquids as much as possible to replenish that loss of fluids and offer bland foods and lower-fat plain foods. So the BRAT diet, if you've remembered that from the past, that would be like the bananas, rice, applesauce, toast. This doesn't really have to be followed anymore, and that is often what was recommended in the past. But newer research has shown that as long as other foods are bland and lower in fat, If they are desired by your child, serve them. So this could branch out to things like strawberries, cucumber, cooked carrots, chicken, and broths. Just note that higher fat foods can make the symptoms worse just like higher sugar foods or like higher concentrated sugary things like juice and sports drinks like we mentioned. So avoid cooking in things like butter, oils, and serving higher fat meats for a little while. But overall, things like crackers, rice, toast, fruits and veggies that are plain, lean meats or broth, those types of things would be fine. Another important thing here is to make sure you understand the signs of dehydration and call your healthcare provider as needed for concerns. Dehydration can happen quickly in a small child, and a few sides of dehydration for you to look out for are things like fewer wet diapers or trips to the bathroom, minimal tears when crying, being out of it, or in other words, like lethargic, dizzy, things of that nature, or having a really dry mouth too. Call your child's pediatrician if you have any concerns and always trust your gut with all of these things too, whether it's general sickness or stomach bug sickness. Always trust your gut and if something doesn't seem right, check in with your provider. Remember that even after your child is feeling better, it may take a few days for eating behavior to go back to normal. They may still be feeling off. I've seen abnormal eating behaviors last around a week or so after sickness subsides. It can sometimes be, too, that they are out of routine and need to get back into their routine and feeling comfortable with the meals, which can feel super frustrating as a parent when you're like, oh my gosh, you're feeling better, but your eating is still terrible, right? But I promise that it's normal. And like I said, this information should not replace what you hear from your pediatrician. This is something that is supplemental, and you can take it 
as you will. Use it as you feel comfortable. But please, please, please check in with your pediatrician and or your dietitian as needed if you have any concerns with your child in their illness process. So that pretty much sums it up. I hope you don't have to use this information often, but I also hope that it is memorable for when you do need to use it. Keep that little one as comfortable as you can and give yourself some grace. And if no one has told you today, you are doing great. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you're leaving this episode with a little bit more knowledge and a lot more confidence. You know what? You can do this. You can successfully and excitably feed your little one. I'm so here for it and I'm here for you when you need me. If you enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor and share it with all of your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social media stories, making sure to tag me at nutrition.mama so I can share it too. Your support helps my podcast grow in more ways than you know. Thanks in advance. If you want even more feeding and mealtime goodness, head over to my website, nutritionmama.com or follow me on Instagram at nutrition.mama with two M's. Thanks for tuning in and I'll meet you back here next week.